Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Only One Ravens podcast. Um, happy holidays to you guys again. I am your host here, Mr. King Pope, and I got my co-host, Mr. JB, with me tonight. What up, world? Um, so we came out with a dub, JB, over the San Francisco 49ers. Final score was 33-19. to 19. Mm-hmm. Um, Very impressive win by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the team came out with an attitude from offense, defense, and special teams, and even from the head coaches and the coordinators all the way down. I believe this team took on some bulletin board material, and they really used that to uh, to fuel them because from start to finish, they just – they just had an attitude and they had a way about them where so they wanted to prove to the world that they were the best team in the NFL and they wanted everybody to know that. And you've seen it from start to finish. It was, it was AFC North football. And I don't think the 49ers were prepared to see AFC North football and the way they came out there, they just put on a pure dominance performance. And um, I was, I'm not going to say I was quite surprised. I didn't think they would blow them out. I thought it would be more of a close game. So on that aspect, I am a little surprised about. But at the same time, I think the Ravens had it, – it just was an attitude about them where though they just were – they were pissed off. And to see that from them, JB, to me, if I'm any team in the NFL, I don't want to piss off the Ravens at all because uh-huh. – Pissing them off is just not a good idea because you can see what it'll get you if you piss them off. Because that team, you might not believe they are talented as the 49ers, but as a team as a whole, they play together as one, as a brotherhood. And that is hard to beat. That's better than that's better than having special players. That's better than all that. If those guys, if all those guys together play together as one and do their job, they're hard to be beat that way. And that's the way they played on Monday night. So um, I'm gonna let you jump in here, JB, because I don't know where you want to start at. Um, but I mean, we can go offense, defense, however you want to roll. All right, all right. So first. Um... I just want to piggyback off of what she was saying. Like, I, I think this this was a game that they needed to have, and I think they knew that. Um, I, I think we spoke last week um, that we could stand to lose this game and um, put our focus into uh, this coming week with Miami. Um, but I, I, I kind of want to um, backtrack on that. I, I want to walk that back a little bit. I think this was a game that we absolutely needed to win. Um, if you remember last week, I said that um, I think I called the score uh, thirty to twenty-four, so I was I was kind of close. Um, I, I knew we was gonna win. You know, you, you was kind of on the fence. You wasn't sure, um, but like I I knew, and the, and the reason why I knew we was gonna win this game was all week, all week, the um, the media was just hyping up the Ravens. You know, I'm I'm not gonna mention. Um, all the uh, Ravens haters that you know said that we was gonna get our ass kicked and 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 all of that, but I, I will shout out um, Joy Taylor and uh, Kimberly Martin, uh, two black women, by the way, you know who have been um, uh, speaking up for the Baltimore for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson all season. Like this, this is not a fluke 
to anyone who's really paying attention. Um, if you're paying attention, um, Lamar is playing with the chip on his shoulder. And now um, the defense with the um, addition of, uh, well, you know, we got a handful of new guys this year. Um, you know, Rokon coming in last year and, you know, it's just a lot of other guys, uh, Jadavion Clowney and um, Kyle Van Noy, you know, and all, all the guys that they brought in this season, they're making plays, B. Like they're making plays. So when you, you know, so if you are a Ravens fan and you listen to the to the national media just dog us out, I, I don't think they understand the magnitude of what the Ravens have right now. Right now we are um getting ready to go into January with a healthy Lamar Jackson. You know, that is something that's been missing for the last two years. <clears throat> you understand me. We we going into um, the end of the season with um, a defense that's also playing with the chip on their shoulder. Like I, I I like Ty Roquan and PQ and all them guys. You know Marlon Humphrey and all of them. Um, they came out and they said they felt disrespected, and and <clears throat> it was evident. Like they they went out there and they punched those boys in the mouth. You know, like I uh, like I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any social media, but if I did, I definitely would have posted a meme of Mike Tyson saying, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And and that's what happened. And and um real quick, like while I'm thinking about it, like I I um I saw this last week leading up to the game and, and I just chose not to speak on it. But um I watched a lot of uh interviews with Kyle Shanahan and uh What's 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 the other dude? What's the the, the quarterback coach, uh, Brian yeah. Brian Greasy and, and a lot of coaches over there. You can tell in their interviews they did not look happy. Like they wasn't excited. They didn't have that dog. Like they didn't have their chest poked out. It was you know Kyle Shanahan was you know yes the Ravens and we got to respect the Ravens and I, and I honestly think that they knew what they was up against and it just couldn't stop. And you know what I mean? So I, <clears throat> I, I just, I, I just don't understand the national media and I, and I'm going to get off of it, pause and, and I'm going to, and, and we're going to start breaking down the defense, but I just don't understand the national media. So now my question to all those national guys, um, what's the goalpost going to be now? Like how far are you going to move it back now? You, you know what I mean? Like somebody, mentioned today that um uh Lamar Jackson has a one and three record in the playoffs. So let's talk about it, right? Yeah he, he's he's one and three right now that three record takes us has to take us back to three seasons ago because the last three seasons he was he was hurt you know who knows how things would have shaped up if he would have been um completely healthy. You understand? So I, I, I think um, we need to start acknowledging the Ravens as not only the best team in the AFC, AFC um, but might be in a conversation as the best team in the NFL. So uh, with that being said, we can start breaking the game down, um, offense, defense, whatever you want to start with, P. Okay, so um... – First, I um, uh, I, I Joy Taylor is, is like 
one of my favorites. Joy Taylor and Mina Combs. Uh, yes. Are two yeah. of my favorite. Yeah, uh, I forgot about Mina. I'm sorry. Yeah. And the reason why I say they're two of my favorites because um, they're unbiased people. Um, Emmanuel Acho is the nastiest dude I've ever heard of. He's just so disrespectful. Um, I don't know if he has an agenda towards black players, you know, even though he is a black man. Um, so I don't know his what his his motive is of the situation. I feel like, you know, sometimes people have hard times of turning the page on traditions. Um, everybody gets stuck into a, a mode of just it has to look like this. So it has to look like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning for you to be able to jump up and say, this guy is great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It has to look that way. It can't just be unconventional where a guy can move well with his legs and also still throw the ball at the mm-hmm. same time and then still make it work. So those things to me, it is sad that it has to get to this point where you cannot give people that credit of how good did they do. Um, but listening to Joy Taylor and Mina Combs, like they're just so great at at what they do and how they talk about the players and the teams. Even uh, Kimberly, uh, Kimberly is good with that stuff. Yeah. So I'm sitting here and, and as you hear, I'm saying Joy Taylor, Mina Combs, and Kimberly. I have not mentioned not one male commentator yet because a lot of the males have a it, they're, they're, they're either setting their ways or they have an agenda, right? Uh, RG3, RG3. Okay, uh, I mean, well, yeah, but RG, I, I, me, I hate what you're saying. Go ahead. To me, RG3 is biased. And the reason why I say he's biased is because he used to play for us. He used to play for us and he was with Lamar. So he's mm-hmm. seen Lamar and he knows who Lamar is. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not cool, but I, I'm talking unbiased people. I'm talking people that have no connection to the Baltimore Ravens at all. Just unbiased. So I can't put RG3 in that category because of because of that. Right. But just listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Joy Taylor, Mina Combs, and Kimberly. Right? Now, let's flip it on the other side. You got Jeff Saturday. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. They're literally on TV talking about if Lamar should be MVP right now. We're still trying to question what this kid is doing. So Jeff Saturday, you're sitting here saying, oh, it's because he ain't this or that, so he's still to you is not an MVP. But check this out. If Lamar was the one that threw the five picks and Brock Purdy the one that was doing all that stuff, you guys would be saying, oh, Brock Purdy this, oh, Brock Purdy that, Brock Purdy this, Brock Purdy that. Lamar was trash. He this, he that, he this. So it's like, I I just, it's just crazy yeah. how we have these mindsets of, and, 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 and I'm going to be honest with you, JB, Lamar is never going to escape a lot of this. He will escape no. some, I mean, but he's not going to escape a lot. But that's why I say today I come in a little bit more humble about it because we still ain't done nothing yet. Great game. We beat the 49ers, but we ain't done nothing yet. And, 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 and 
And I feel how Lamar feels at the same time, too. Like, it's just another game. We won the game. But the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. So we ain't done nothing yet. Right. Now, if that was the Super Bowl and you beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl and he won and he won MVP, then, yeah, I can talk my stuff. But it right might now, happen. It might happen. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, as of today, right now, in this day of December 27th, right now, we ain't done nothing yet. We right. just won a football game, and that was that. I get yeah. it. It was hyped up. It was the national media. The national media was against us. Uh, people was against us, and that's cool. I mean, in my mindset, I thought the 49ers were going to win the game. It was a pickups type of game. You know what I mean? They had the home field advantage. They were coming in hot. But I still thought the game was going to be close. I thought we was probably going to lose by three or something like that. You know what I mean? But – it was a pick type of game. I wouldn't have been mad if we lost the game. It's very – I'm glad that we won the football game. Excited about that. You know what I mean? That was, that's a great win. You know what I mean? But that game could have been a pick and they could have won however. But the way the Ravens took it, they took it totally different than what the 49ers did. And the 49ers just was not prepared for what was going to come to them and hit them in the mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just wasn't. And, 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 mm-hmm. and credit to the Ravens. Credit – the Ravens – actually had an attitude about them of what they wanted to accomplish. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm truly impressed by what I've seen. But I said to you at the same time too, JB, like this game right here is going to tell us who the Ravens are. And, uh, and I think today we know, who, it, they, yeah, we know it, who they are. Yeah. Yeah. P. I, 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 yeah go ahead. We definitely know who they are. So uh, um, I guess for me, uh you know, we can start defensively. Um, shout out to Kyle Hamilton. Great game he had. Wow, Cramilton. Uh, yeah, he was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, he had two interceptions in that game. Um, still waiting to hear some information about his situation, about his leg. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm prayers that he, he's okay. Uh, because when Kyle's on the field, that defense is a different mm-hmm. team. You know what I mean? It's just a total different team when he's out there. So I'm praying that he's going to be okay. He'll be able to play on Sunday against Miami because they're going to need him against Miami. Um, Kyle Van Noy, he looked good. Uh, Dugavian Clowney, he had two sacks. He looked good. Um, was disappointed in Justin Matabike, though. I thought he would at least get a little bit, at least a sack or get some pressure up the middle. Uh, he got lost a little bit in that game on Sunday. Um, PQ. Huge interception. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a great play by him. Um, Got to hold on to that ball, PQ. Um, Brandon Stevens, uh, you have good plays and bad plays, but your good plays outweigh your bad plays, so mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you're on the island, so I can't expect you to play perfectly every time on the island. It's just hard to do that. But, I mean, the plays that you made were difference makers in the game, so that was huge. You know what I mean? Especially the tip ball, and then Marlon got the interception. Um, JB, Marlon is starting to look a little healthier. So I, yes, I'm starting to, see, starting to see him play better, so he's looking a lot healthier. So, you know, that, that time off, he definitely needed that because he's looking a lot better out there. Um, And then Roquan. I mean, tone setter. Tone setter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Out there hitting people, trying to knock guys' heads off. You know what I mean? It was just it was just one of those. It was just an AFC North game for the Baltimore Ravens. And to be All honest right. with you, JB, this team of the 49ers, they are one and three against the AFC North. Which is what I mentioned last week. I mean, well, yeah, last episode on 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 this pod. Like, I, I <clears throat> you know, I was waiting for you to um, – 
debate me on that uh, last episode. Like when I looked and I saw that they lost to both the Browns and the Bengals, and I felt like we had the better defense out of the three. And I was like, they, I don't think the 49ers even know what they are um, up against. And then for them, for what I loved about our defense, they use any and everything um, as a motivator. You you know what I'm saying? Like they they use any and everything, which you know if you follow sports at all, you you know all the great ones do. You know Mike, um, Jordan. I'm talking about Kobe, um, <clears throat> LeBron. Like all these guys use those things as as motivators to go out there and just kill a competition. You know, and um, I'm not going to go and and repeat um, a lot of the things that you said, um, but a lot of the guys that you mentioned, like I said, like they. Um, They've been doing this all season. Uh, it's just um, week after week, they've gotten better and better. And this was um, a, a hell of a national televised game where um, even more eyes was going to be glued to the <clears throat> glued to the screen. And, you know, guys like Kyle Hamilton was able to, to show off. And um, Brandon Stevens, even though I was – just shaking my head at them early in the game because if you look, the, the, the 49ers were um, attacking both him and Marcus Williams. But uh, lucky for those guys, you have a Roquan Smith, you have a Kyle Hamilton um, that just, you know, he was all over the field all night. And, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of that guy. You know, my hat goes off to that guy. Like it was, it was one play. Well, the one series where the 49ers was just driving and driving and driving. And, you know, um, <clears throat> I forgot the formation, but it looked like um, Brock Purdy was going to hit um, Debo across the middle. and I thought that um that Marcus Williams was actually out of place. But if if you look, Kyle Hamilton set that whole play up. That's when he caught the interception um he, in the end zone. Like he set the whole play up. He made Brock Purdy um think that he was going one way and he um and he came back and, and broke on the ball the opposite way. You know, and I haven't seen any player like that um to do those kind of things in the secondary since a guy by the name of A. Reed. You know what I mean? And no, I'm not putting Kyle Hamilton on that level just yet, but this guy has the potential. And with his um, length and size, pause, um, like he he's going to be able to do great things, you know. Um, and he's proven that he's not only dangerous coming off the edge, but he can drop back into coverage. And, um, and he can also make guys better. You know, Roquan Smith, like he, like you said, P, like he set the tone. Like I think he, you know, he might not be as good as um, a Ray Lewis like this far in his career, but he's on his way to it. And he definitely has that dog mentality that um, Ray Lewis had. So I, I just, you know, again, my hat goes off to the whole defense. Like I, I like I've been watching it. Week after week, and and you know what the difference is between um, this defense and the defenses um, in the past. P, they clamp down on guys and they close. Like that has been our Achilles' heel um, since Lamar Jackson has been in the league. Like you know, um, it used to be week after week, game after game. You know, Lamar would go out there and do his thing whether it was with his legs or with his arm you know, or a different um, core of receivers, he would go out there and he would put us up and then what would happen? 
the defense will give up um, a score late in the game. Or going into the fourth quarter, the defense would just give up, you know, two, three touchdowns, and Lamar Jackson had to battle back. Um, this year, you're starting to see the defense um, uh, stifle the offense on, on the would-be drives. Like all the, you know, <clears throat> and I've said this last part, keep them in between the 20s. If we can hold them to a field goal, that's great. If we can force a turnover, that's better. But this defense right now is is um, is levels above the defenses that we've had in the past. That's why I said, you know, coupled with the run game, you know, I, you know, our slew of running backs that we have with Lamar's legs, like I, I, I see us going deep into the playoffs and hopefully we can parlay that into a Super Bowl. So, I feel like the defense has gotten better over the course of, of weeks, but we had had games where defense have gave up the, like the Browns game. That was, that was bad. You know what I mean? The Colts game was bad. I mean, but I feel like over the course of weeks, they've gotten better. I think they cleaned up those issues. Um, I hope they stay clean uh, because they've had laps, but I think that, after that Browns game, the defense kind of like they knew that they had to fix some things. And if you look, if you go back from the Browns game to where they are today, the defense has cleaned up a whole lot of mess that they had. Cause that Browns game was like, come on, bro. We was up heavy. And then it just, I mean, Deshaun Washington just took over and beat us. So I feel like they kind of cleaned up a lot of that stuff and they looked, 100, 110% better than what they were, you know, from that Browns game. So credit to the defense of making the adjustments and fixing their issues and their problems and actually looking be- as a better unit. Um, now to switch on to the offensive side, um, I still have some some real issues with some of these wide receivers. I feel like, bro, like if you want to be able to be great and you want to be a good player, you got to catch the football. And Rashad Bateman, the ball hits you right in the chest, my guy, and you just drop the football. And then you wonder why you don't get the ball anymore after that. It's like, I can't trust you if I keep throwing you the ball and you keep dropping it, bro. Like, like everybody in the Ravens community is clamoring for for this guy to be some something special. And the moments, it's like when you want him to be some special, he, he falters. Um, I'm just... I just don't know what to do with Rashad Bateman at this time. And I, and I, and it's getting to be uh, a little bit tiresome to even talk about it anymore because it's like at some moments he'll flash and then the next moment he just goes back to exactly what he is. So I, I, I say that because in the playoffs, guys, we're going to need these receivers to really make some work and maybe make some things shake. And uh, Zay Flowers, yeah, he's doing great. He's playing well. But I don't need Zay Flowers to have 10 or 15 targets when I still got Odell Beckham, I still got Nelly, and I still got uh, Isaiah Likely. Like, we got to spread it around just a little bit more and allow these guys to be more productive in this offense because I don't want teams to start to sit there and then focus on one person and try to just clamp down one guy. We we, we are a much better and more explosive offense when we spread the football around more to our receivers. Um, I'm not in particularly heavily wanting to spread it to Rashad Bateman at this moment because I still believe that this guy is in his head. And it's just 
I, I can't have these drops when we get to the postseason. I'm not sitting there seeing you a football and you can't catch it when we need you in the crucial moments. So if that's the case, I mean, I just got to just turn the page and go to what I know what works best. Nelly made a big play in the end zone. He caught the touchdown. Isaiah likely had a big catch and run, which was great. You know what I mean? It was great to see all of those things in the offense. But to me, J.B., Rashad Bateman is still in his head. And, and and I don't know what else to really say about that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you. Like I um I'm not counting them out uh, just yet. Um, but whatever that connection or whatever that disconnect between him and Lamar, um, it something needs to happen. And I I really believe that Lamar does not trust him, and 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 that's probably what's in his head. I'm guessing, like I'm not in the locker room, but you know, like I, I, um, I reviewed some film today, and I just it was um, a critical third and five uh, in the third quarter, I believe, and um, Lamar wound up taking a sack. I, I think he held it uh, probably a fraction of a second too long, but um, in that, um, Bateman had a flash. Across the middle, he's wide open, and um, Lamar chose instead to look towards his left to towards Nelly, who, who had been, you know, making, you know, who, who had been making uh, catches. Well, not all game, but he he made a he made one or two um, prior to that. So, like, I, I think it's a it's a trust thing, like, and I think it goes back to you know a couple years ago. So, like, wherever. So, um, I, I don't think. That is, I don't just think that it's the mindset of uh, Bateman, which I do think it is, but I also think it's a trust issue, and Lamar just doesn't mm-hmm. trust him um, like that anymore. So he he's having to go to um, Isaiah Likely. He's had he's having to force feed uh, uh, Isaiah Flowers because it, it was a couple plays where I was just like, um, uh, I think it was like a second and five, and then a third and. No, it was a second and 12 and then a third and 12 where um, Lamar just threw the ball. Like he, he just zipped it to Zay, you know, um, going across the middle towards the left. And um, uh, Zay couldn't bring it in. And then I believe, I think he may have overthrown him on that one. Then he came right back to him the very next play. Um, and like, I think he just threw it a little too hard and a little too high and, and Zay couldn't um, go up and, and bring it down. But again, like, why are you force feeding Zay? It's because you don't trust um, bait, you know, and as far as um, uh, you mentioned OBJ, I, I, I believe OBJ's big game is, you know, is, is, is in front of him. I think it's coming up you know, with these last two games and heading into the playoffs. I I honestly believe that um, Odell Beckham is going to save all that flash, all the touchdowns scoring for the playoffs. At least I hope so. But um, other than that, like, I really don't um, have anything much else to say. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we always talk about Ronnie Stanley, you know, his, his health and, you know, what is he going to do? Like, what is um, the coach is going to do? Um, Cause you like, he, I mean, he played a little bit better and I watched him um, uh, the 49ers game. They, they bounced him from right side to left side. And I mean, I'm from left side to right side and they had uh Patrick Ricard um, come on, uh, stay on the left side because, uh, uh, Chase Young was just like, like he was abusing 
I'm Ronnie Stanley. So um, other than that, I don't I don't have anything else critical to say. Oh, I, I do. It was a uh, it was another third. <laughs> it was another third and goal, I believe. And um, Lamar Jackson had a quarterback keeper, which you know I, um, he he kind of hesitated and then ran in, tried to find his block behind um, Pat Ricard. If if he would have just ran full speed and dropped his shoulder and lowered his shoulder, he probably would have scored a touchdown on that. I, I, I don't want Lamar doing that anymore. No, no, I I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I I mean, I get it. So, that, I mean, that's probably why he was hesitant with it. But, again, like, I, I think it was an overall great game. Um, I, I mentioned oh, – oh, let, me, let me get this out, and I'll, I'll let you uh, go ahead. Um, like I mentioned last episode that um, special teams um, had to contribute heavily, and um, they did that. You know, uh, Tuck did what he what he always does, and then um, as far as field position, you know, the um, like our guys um, f- uh, flipped the field as many times as they as they could in the game, and it 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 helped. It, it helped a whole lot. So, like, I, I don't really have anything else bad to say, man. I mean, uh, the running game was putrid at best. Like, it was horrible. The running backs were horrible. I mean. Gus Edwards did nothing. Justice Justice Hill did nothing. Like you what? literally, you literally missed Keaton Mitchell. It was horrible. What? They they was averaging like three, less two to two to three yards a carry. They wasn't they wasn't yeah. even, without without Lamar legs. They they were not able to run the football. Like it was just hard yeah, for yeah. Hold, hold on, let me get the right, football. Right. Yeah, they were not able to run the football without Lamar's legs. The running backs were not good. It just was – it was not a good sighting. And to only – to think about that is that the, the one of the 49ers' weakness was their run game. But we were not able to run the football at all with the running backs at all. And I kind of knew that the Justice Hill experiment was not going to be what we expected it to be. I mean, Justice Hill is great as a blocking running back in the backfield. But when it comes to him running the football and making things happen – it's just not it's that's not who he really good as good at. Now catching the ball out of the backfield, he can make plays that way and all that. To me, Gus is just he's he to me he's becoming a goal line guy. I don't know if he's wearing down at this point, but that's not the same Gus Edwards that used to get the five yards a pop that I'm seeing right now. Like Gus is getting less than five yards a carry in these games. He just doesn't look the same. And I'm going to be honest, without Lamar legs in that game, I don't know how much running you're going to get out of that game. It's just not there. And then at the same time, look, to me, Lamar had his MVP moment. 30-15, you got to get a first down. They just had a penalty, and Lamar takes off. He's standing in the pocket trying to find somebody, and then he takes off with his legs. And he runs, and he has 54 which is, uh, I forget his name, coming directly at him, and he just makes a hard cut to the right and and picks up like 25 to 30 yards, which was a huge play in the game. And just it it demoralized the 49ers defense at that point because it's like, dude, what can I do at this point to stop this cat? But, like, if we're going to go into the playoffs, into the regular season with this, like, I just don't know the answers to the running game at this point of what it looks like. I don't know if if you have a running back on the roster right now that 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 changes anything for your running game. I just think that what you see in the running game today 
is absolutely what you're going to see for the rest of the season all the way into the playoffs. So to me, the passing game is going to have to become very important to me where these guys have to be productive and make plays. That's why I'm, I'm harping on the fact of Bateman and those guys. You have to make plays because the running game is totally different today than it is anyway. You do not have the dynamic running backs to make plays for you in that backfield anymore. That is gone. That's something that they're going to have to address in the offseason. But for right now, the passing game has to step up and help out the running game because the running game is just not there. Period. It's there. It's not gone. It's not there. All right. So let me let me um debate you on that real quick. Um I, I agree, P. Like they um they wasn't running the ball as efficiently um as we are used to or what we had um expect. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um you gotta remember that they were facing the 49ers defense, right? But then uh coupled with that, um uh shoot, um Keaton Mitchell just got hurt the previous game. So it's 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 gonna take another game, probably these last two games, to figure out um who is gonna be that top dog um at running back. Now as as far as them contributing to the offense, both of those guys did that um uh, uh, uh quite a few times. Um Justice I mean Justice Hill um had a couple um um Lamar threw a couple passes to him, you know, where he um, skated down the, the the left side of the field. Um, Gus Edwards had um, picked up a run where Lamar was just scrambling and making guys look stupid. And he, you know he he got him the ball like the last possible second. And I think he I think he had like a um, it might have been like a 35, 40 yard might have been longer than that. It was something like it was like forty something yards. Um, so I, I think right now um, uh, I don't think. The running, I don't think the running game is going to be, it's going to consist of um, what Keaton Mitchell was bringing to the table, right? I, I, I think um, the Ravens, Todd Muckton, I think they're going to figure out, and I, and I think they showed it in the 49ers game that, okay, we have these backs. Um, Gus is the bus, you know, down around the goal line, right? But, you know, you can also flare him out to the flat, right? You, you, um, Justice Hill, like he's gonna have to stay in and block sometimes. That's you know that's just gonna be uh, what it is. But um, both of these guys are contributing or did contribute rather um, to um, what we did to the Forty ers Right now, you still have a Melvin Gordon um, that that I believe was elevated. I, I can't remember if he was dressed or not. Like they didn't talk about him at all. But um. I, 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 I want to see them uh, use um, all those guys as you know different ways. Like I, I, I watched the formation where it was four guys in the backfield: Lamar Jackson, and then you had the, the two without running backs, and then you had the tailback in the back. I, I believe that was a tight end, like maybe Kohler or whatever. But um, that right there is is showing you. What Todd Muckton is 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 having to figure out without Keaton Mitchell in the lineup. Like, would we love to have Keaton Mitchell? Yes, but I I think that's how you're getting it done. Like, we're not gonna have um, uh, a hundred 
a hundred yard rusher, you know, going into the playoffs. We we just not that. We we not built that way. Lamar's gonna continue to make plays with his legs. Um and I just think nobody in the league can guard Lamar. Like hands down, period. Like nobody can guard him. And it was evident in that 49ers game. So I I, I think um <clears throat> uh these last two games and going into the playoffs, that is what they're gonna um cater to um now that Keaton Mitchell is no longer, you know, playing. That's so so as I look at the stats JB for Sunday for Monday night. Gus Edwards had nine carries for 31 yards for 3.4 yards a carry. Horrible. Justice Hill had 10 carries for 26 yards at 2.6 yards a carry. Horrible. Without Lamar, with seven carries for 45 yards for 6.4 yards a carry, your running game is 19 carries with these two guys. And one is averaging 2.6 and the other one's averaging 3.4. The running backs are not giving us any production. Before, when you had Keaton Mitchell, it was Keaton Mitchell giving you the production of the running backs. Keaton Mitchell was averaging 8 to 10 yards a carry in certain games. These two running backs, ever since Keaton Mitchell touched the field, has still not been the same production-wise. So you lost a heavy dose of production when you lost Keaton in your offense. And I'm just telling you that at this moment, if Lamar legs ain't working, your running game ain't working. It's just this these two running backs, they can't get the job done. You gotta get production mm-hmm. in your passing game, period. When I see 2.6 yards of carry and 3.4 yards of carry, you guys are not doing anything. Anything. You're not you're not productive to the offense at all. So it's gotta be Lamar legs and his arm to make this thing work. I mean, it's sad to say it that way because you're missing J.K. Dallas and Keaton Mitchell. But looking at those numbers right there, these two running backs just ain't going to get it done. It's just not going to happen. So that's why I say I put my focus back into these receivers because they're going to have to be a big focal point into taking the pressure off and making things work in this offense. These guys got to get open. They got to catch the football, and they got to make it hard. Because if they – if you – if you're focused and you run through the receivers, JB, then your running backs can get the, the yardage. But we're no longer a part of the era where we can run it and then open up our receivers. It's just the running backs are not productive enough. Like, there is no fear factor in the running game with the running backs. Like, when Keaton was in there, it was a fear factor because you knew uh, he can make one or two guys miss and then take it to the house. They don't have that anymore. So they can play Gus differently where they could just put eight guys in the box, shut them down, it's over with, get him off the field. Now what they got to do is open up the passing game, run and pass the ball, open it up to put the pressure back on the defense, and then run through the offense of that passing offense. So you spread them out and then run that way to be able to get your running lanes. Because right now, the way they're doing it, they're not going to get it. It, they're not going to get it the way they're supposed to get it. So this is why I'm saying, like, they got to focus more. Todd's got to start with his passing offense to open up the run game. It's not the same anymore where we could just run it straight up and then go that way. So that's where it's it's a difference at. Because even late in the game, when they wanted to just shut the game down when they were winning and they were up, they still struggled to run the football, and Lamar had to run again with his legs. So that's what I'm saying. These two running backs – 
they're not giving us what we need at all when it comes to running running the football. You know what I mean? But that's like I, like I said, that's a bridge that they're gonna have to cross in the off season because they're gonna have to address that issue when it comes time in the off season to figure that out because. I, I I do believe that they're going to have a, a heavy hunt to find them a true running back because I don't believe that J.K. Dobbins is going to be able to ever come back to who he really was. I don't know how bad the situation will be for Keaton. I don't know how long he will be out. So I'm pretty sure that the focus they will be focusing on trying to get them a running back next season because I don't see Gus being back here next year. I don't know what their mindset is with Justice Hill. I do know they like him as a special teams player, but as far as a running back in this offense, he's non-productive. So he does not do anything in the offense to make it any better. Pass blocking, I'll give him that. But you can find you another running back that can do both and just take that out completely. So I don't need you just for one thing. So I don't know what their mindset would be about justice but for me justice and gus will have to go after the end of the season i'm just starting fresh with new running backs i i to have gus justice and jake i hurt jk dobbins i just don't think that's that's a good running back room for next season but i mean we'll cross that bridge when we get there next year but i'm just saying for the rest of the year we run through our receivers and then the running backs can get some production out of that. I think that's the best way that they're going to be able to be productive in the offense. Because to me, looking at those numbers, those numbers are atrocious from running backs. They're just not good numbers. When I look on the other side and I got a CMC that's going nuts. Mm. like and, his, and their offensive line is not better than our offensive line to me because we were we were roughhousing their, their mm. offensive line. Like, don't we want it with them? So, like, that's that's why I'm saying to me the dynamic in the running back room is not there. That's where I'm. That's that's how I'm looking at it. And that's what I see. All right. Well, let, let me go ahead. I'm gonna um, debate you real uh, hard on this one. Um, being that I used to be a running back back in my heyday. I mean, it was only for a little bit, but um, you know, you pulled up the numbers, so now I pulled up the numbers. Gus Edwards nine carries for 31 yards. Justice Hill, 10 carries for 26 yards. You add that together, that's 19 carries for 57 yards. Now, I'm a uh let me switch it, let me just switch it over to um to uh, a Christian McCaffrey, who had 14 total carries, just as many carries as Almost as many carries as both for our guys combined for 103 yards. Right, um, <clears throat> all season we've struggled with the run, but let, let me go back to the to the um, to the offense. Um, now, you, Gus Edwards nine carries for 31 yards, 3.4 um, yards a carry. Um, that's you know, in in running back language, that's actually not bad at all. If, huh? if, if listen to me, P. Listen to me, P. If he gets Nine more carries. You, you you understand me for that same clip. Three point four yards is um you run it three times and pick up a first down. You 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 understand what I'm saying? So um I just think that one, like I said, like this was the first game without Keaton Mitchell. So they was they so they had to figure it out. You know, and and they still gonna have to figure it out. Like I said, they're gonna have to figure it out these next two games into the um the the playoffs, right? So 
if 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 you really break down like like a running back, a, a running back, um, a decent running back anyway, should should have anywhere between twenty and twenty five carries per game. That is what's going to get their numbers up. You understand? So if you take in literally a fraction of that, you know, what I mean, like yeah, it was only thirty one yards, right? But you got to look at that. 3.6. Like I said, if, if I give it to this guy um, three straight times, and obviously that didn't happen in the game, but, you know, based on the numbers, if I give them to him three straight times, that's the first down, right? That's the way you got to look at it. That's the way you got to break it down. Now, I believe that the Ravens came out throwing the ball. Like, like when was the last time uh, Lamar had um, – over 250 yards um, passing. Usually his passing yards are usually around about between 170 and, you know what I mean, like mid-200s, right? So, so you know, he, he took advantage of what he – um, what he needed to, and, and and I honestly believe if it was the other way around, if if the 49ers somehow stifled our um, our game in the passing, then I I I believe that all three of those guys, uh, Lamar Jackson included, all three of those guys' numbers go up. So I I just think that I I want to say let's give it another week. Right um, against this Miami defense, you understand what I'm saying, and 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 let's judge then after that game. But you you you, you kind of judging them. I'm not gonna say judging them unfairly. Like I think it's a it's a fair judgment, P. Like yeah, like they have to get better. Like but they both of those guys made up for it in the passing game, which was you know Lamar was slinging the ball all over the field. You know, on a top defense, you know. I, I so not, I'm not I'm not following you on it, and the reason why I'm not following you on it is because you're telling me about a guy that had 10 carries compared to a guy that had 14 carries. You're telling me about you're telling me about Justice Hill that had 10 carries for 26 yards, and Christian McCaffrey had 14 for 103. Like we're we're on two different we're yeah. on two different sides here. Yeah. Like no, the we, guy we, is not we are. This, the guy ain't productive. It ain't listen working. to me. Let me ask you this, P. Yeah, let me ask you this. Hold on. I just want to ask you this one question. I want to ask you this one question. How many running backs in the game are even on the level as CMC? Listen to me. Listen to me. We had national media and his quarterback asking. No. Yes. Yes. No. No. I had an undrafted running back more productive than what we have in the backfield. I'm not hearing you, dog. But I get it. You you can't compare either one of them to CMC. Like he's they talking about. I can compare compare Keaton to him. I can compare Keaton to him because he's more productive. No, no, you can't because he's not on the MVP level. He's not. Bro, because he didn't start all year. He didn't start all year. Right. If I had Keaton all year, he would put up the same numbers. He's more productive. So. He's, he's more explosive. He has better not, cut ability. He has better vision. We have two running backs McCaffrey, that don't bro. have the same vision, and they're not good. He's Let's not a Christian McCaffrey, it, bro. And 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 I, I I agree with you that Gus the Bus is a goal line guy. Um, if if they're gonna get rid of anybody in the offseason, um, it probably would be Justice Hill. But I, I believe that they keep. Um, Gus, I believe that um, J.K. is probably he, he's probably done with the Ravens because they did, they're not going to pay him after he he didn't got hurt um, for a second time. Um, 
and and they they probably gonna bring in uh, somebody new, like I, I, maybe like in free agency over the off season. But like you you can't compare none of our running backs to CMC. Like like he is putting up MVP numbers. None of these guys are putting up MVP numbers at all. You, you understand what I'm saying? So it's um, it's, you're, it's you're, a un, it's a it's just an unfair comparison. You're not um, you're comparisonly. not Especially after one stop, game. Listen, about, listen. This is where this is where you're making a mistake. Stop looking at the. I'm not talking about the numbers. Look at the player. When you watch, when you watch Keaton Mitchell, watch how he runs the football. Look at how he runs the football. Look how productive he is when he runs the football. His vision, his cut ability, his speed, the way he can find the holes. If Keaton Mitchell played 16 games in the season, he would have good numbers. I'm not saying he's going to have CMC numbers, but he's going to have great numbers. CMC, he has great vision. He has power. He has speed. He knows how to find the holes. When you look at Gus and you look at Justice, they have none of those qualities. That's why Keaton was productive. That's why Keaton had eight to ten yards to carry a pop because he had that ability. That's why J.K. Dobbins was good because of his abilities. These two guys that we're talking about have none of those abilities. So if I've seen Keaton Mitchell on a 16 to 17 game slate, he might have great numbers in that production area. But I don't know that because I have not seen him in that. But for the small size that I have seen him in, the kid put up crazy numbers as though he was doing great. So I like to see him in a 17-game setting and see what he put up. I guarantee he probably put up 15 to 1,600 yards rushing because he's that good. That's why I say I can see some CMC in him to put up the numbers. But when I look at these other two guys, they stink. They don't do that. They don't have those abilities. So at the end of the season, I'm okay with taking them, letting them walk, and move on. They just don't have that ability. Without Lamar, they cannot do it. It's just it's just plain and simple. That's why I said you got to go through the passing game, and that's it. They don't have it. I'm sorry. It's just yeah, not but, there. But, well, so so here's the thing, P. Like, I, I, I agree with you on all of that. But, again, Keaton, this is one game without Keaton Mitchell, right? So – I, I agree with you when, when you say like the running back position is going to have to be evaluated, but the, the way it, it, it seems like to me that Todd Moncton is ramping up this offense for more than just dominating the game with the run. When, when you plan the likes of the Niners and this coming week, the, um, the Dolphins, and then when you get into the playoffs, you have to have, um, enough of a running game to make a defense honest. I believe that they're going to lean on Lamar Jackson's, no, not legs, but arm to propel us through the off. I mean, through the playoffs. So, I, I, so keeping a guy like Gus the bus, you know, for those goal line stands um, is, is very valuable. Like I said, so I, I, I would get rid of Justice Hill Um even though, like, I, yeah, I, I would just get rid of Justice Hill. You know, he had, you know, he had fumbles towards the early, you know, in the early part of the season. He had fumbles going back to uh, last year. So, um, yes, Keaton, Keaton Mitchell is something special. We've been saying that for weeks on this podcast, right? Um, it, it just sucks that he had to go down um, with an injury. And, no, we don't know um, what he, you know, what he would have done in a 17-game setting because the, the coaches was just like they were adamant about Gus and Justice, which was the wrong decision to make. But 
what what are we gonna do right now? Like they like we at the end of the season, they're not gonna bring another running back in. Like I said, I, I think they're just gonna um elevate Malvin Gordon, keep him in as that um as that third back and let Gus and um Justice continue to do their thing. I'm looking at the different formations where it's not always a plug and play. Like I like I mentioned earlier, um we had a formation where it was four guys in the backfield. It's it's so much that we can do if we have a Lamar quarterback, Justice and Gus on that split, and whoever else you want to put back there, whether it was I think it was um Kohler who who was back there at that time. But you you could put Isaiah Likely back there. Like I'm I'm excited for that. So um t- to your point, P, I agree. Those guys are not gonna be hundred yard rushers, you know, going into the postseason. That's just not it. But we gotta uh take care of business with what we're working with. And what we're working with are dual um dual backs, like guys that can um run the ball, maybe not all that well, but can also be a threat out of the backfield. That's what I'm looking at. So like, I I understand your plight and I understand it, but you know, the things that you're talking about, those things won't get addressed until the off season. We got to figure out what we're going to do now. You understand? Cause we got um, a Miami team that is ready to come in here, you know, and smack us around just like we did the 49ers. So we got to prepare for that. Like so, that's the key part that I'm I'm keying into. So L- Lamar is always going to be good to to give you forty plus yards um, in the, in the, in the running game, which helps out, um, which opened up the passing and which helps with you know these backs that we have. Like we we're not getting rid of them right now. So like I, I um so I understand what you expect, but right now the forty the way we played them. Against the 49ers, that is going to be the key. So Todd Mockton is going to have to build off of that. That is how I feel. So, again, like I said, we got to go through the passing game to make this work. Yeah. I mean, because when I look at – I'm I'm just going to give you a rough – and this is, how, this is how bad these running backs are. I just want to give you a, a good idea of what I'm talking about. Gus Edwards has 172 carries this year. He has 694 yards. How many touchdowns? Twelve. But that's that's called goal line. I know. Hill. I know. Justice Hill, 81 carries for 339 yards. Now, Keegan Mitchell, 47 carries, 396 yards. He has way less carries than Justice, who has 81 compared to his 47, and he has more yards than him. He's damn he got 400 yards on 47 carries compared to what Justice has in 81. He's got almost 400 yards where Gus has 694, 694, and he has like triple the amount of carries the guy got. The production-wise, it, it is immense. I get that. We cannot replace that. But what I'm saying is these two running backs are heavily, heavily operated off Lamar legs. Heavily. If Lamar legs don't work, they don't work. Like, this is how heavily they are. So for me, for the OC, we start through our passing game to be able to run the football. Just because these guys are so heavily off of Lamar legs. It's just, you're not getting no other production out of that. Melvin Gordon, miss me with that. 
Like he's not gonna come in and be a savior. He's all Melvin gonna do is be a, a a stem off of Gus Edwards, another goal line type of back. Maybe he fumbles a little bit more, but he's a goal line back. But he has fumbling issues. So you know, running backs with fumbling issues, Harbaugh don't like that. So the moment that he fumbles, he's back in the doghouse. That's just how that's how John works. He ain't with all that. So for me, it's Lamar legs and the passing game. And you're going to get sprinkles of Gus and Justice for the rest of the way. The running game is just going to be what it's going to be for the rest of the year. It's going to be very putrid. It really is. But it's going to be heavily off of Lamar legs. But we said early in the year that we felt like Lamar would start to run more as the season went on towards the end. Well, now he has to. He doesn't have a choice. He has to. Because the running game is not there. And he is the running game. So, there is no other choice. This is what it's going to have to be because he doesn't have the running backs that he needs to do this. It just, he don't. So I feel like this is what it's going to be until next season because <clears throat> I know some people don't expect him to run too much more because they want him to pass. But at this moment, we don't have a choice. Like the choice is he has to run more to be able to allow Gus and Justice to be able to be somewhat productive in this offense. And and that goes along with the offensive line too because it's not just Gus and Justice Hill. The offensive line has to block better too. So all of those are key factors uh-huh. in, in all of this. But I just feel like today it's Lamar legs, Lamar arm, and you're sprinkling those two guys in because you ain't getting a lot of production out of them, period. That's just what it is. I think it's just heavily pass, run legs on Lamar, and and work it that way. The offense is going to go through a little period of trying to figure this out with these last two games. So that's what that's going to be. And and hopefully this will be a quick flip for them and figure it out and boom, move on. Because playoffs are here. So that's it. Yeah, but, yeah, I, yeah I, I agree. I, I think I – think, um... I think right now the offense is solely going through Lamar Jackson, which is what we want um, for our um, MVP performing quarterback. Right. And um, I'm going to go all the way back to um, what you mentioned um, at, at the top of the part, right. Um, The um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have broken uh, the NFL, like the NFL is not um, ready for what Lamar can do. And, and we've been screaming this since this guy, since this kid was drafted, right? Um, you, you give him some decent weapons. Like look what Lamar can do with some decent weapons. You know, you, you got, you know, a, an, an outing OBJ, you have a, a rookie in Zay. Um, if Bate get it together, he, he can be um, a, dom- a, a dominant at his position. Um, you have Nelly, who um, you know has has gone through periods of the dropsies, but you know he's he's proven himself well here um, in Baltimore, right? So the um, no one right now <laughs> can quantify what. Lamar brings to the NFL, how special he is. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of other quarterbacks in the league that are um, esque, you know, like like a Jalen Hurts or um, a Kyle Murray or, you know, wh- whoever else you, you want to plug in there. But nobody 
it's like Lamar Jackson um, and dancing around. Like you mentioned, P, the um, the the scramble that he had where he made uh, the guy just look dumb and ran down, you know, cut it back into the middle of the field and um, ran for like, what, 30-something, 40-something yards down there, um, which, you know, eventually put them in field goal position. Um, So that is what scares me about this team. Like, I don't think Lamar has reached his full potential this season um, with his legs. And and, and I think um, because the injury to – a Keaton Mitchell, they're going to rely on him more. Now, what I didn't like to see, I think it was like a couple um, um, design run plays, and, and I believe Lamar got stuffed on both of them um, or maybe picked up a, a, a yard or two. But, you know, when you see when, when when Lamar is getting pressured, you know, he's he's ducking guys. He's, um, he's spinning away, and, you know, that's how he's going to have to use his legs. You know what I mean? And when and when he's doing that, that again, like I said, that's gonna open up the passing game. That's gonna um hopefully um have our offensive line uh <laughs> you know um blocking well, whether it's run or pass blocking. You know, I like I'm I'm really excited for this upcoming week. Um, because I I really believe um when lose a draw this week, I think any when we get into the playoffs, any team that we go up against, it's gonna be a problem, man. So I'm I'm just excited for Ravens football. Yeah, me too, man. Um so we're gonna close it out tonight, guys. Uh hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh very entertaining with uh 49ers. Great win for the Ravens. Um we'll be back on uh, I think Friday or Saturday to break down the Miami Dolphins, which is a very another explosive offense, and it's a part of the Shanahan tree. Seems like we've had the Shanahan tree for the last three weeks, so uh-huh. uh, we're going to see how this works out, too. But we'll get into it on Friday or Saturday, guys, and get back out to you. Uh, you guys have a good night. Peace out. Uh-huh. Nobody can stop this.